This is episode 109 of Bella in Your Business. The next series of episodes are from a previously recorded live event training series that Erica Goodwin and I did together. The following is a past recording, but the information is just as juicy. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Hi, everybody. Have you guys ever been wondering about all this Instagram stuff going on? And and everyone talks about Instagram and how it's the second largest, most popular social media tool, but you're like, you have no idea how to use it or you just post a picture of a cute dog and you're just like, what is this even for? What am I doing? Today, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about exactly how to organically grow your Instagram following locally so that you can grow your business. So my name is Bella Vasta and I am the owner of Jump Consulting. And my co-host here, I'll let her introduce herself. My name is Erica Godwin and I am the co-founder of ProPet Software and the owner of Marketing Solutions. Incredible. And so today, Erica, I am so excited to actually have you teach us all about Instagram, myself included, because what our audience might not know is that the reason why we connected is because you were killing it on Instagram. And I was like, I need to know this person. And I love what you're doing. I love the engagement that you get, the engagement you get, it's not just like those hearts and those likes. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. actually get people to talk to you. And I think it's really incredible. So I want to dive deep with you today. And I'm excited for you just to like teach me and oh yeah, all of our followers <laughs> too, everything we need to know. So before we get into it, I want to remind our audience that these shows take a ton of work, a ton of time and money to put off, whether you realize it or not, because we have teams of people helping us launch the show notes and the bots and everything. And the only way we can do that is because of our sponsors, which happen to be two of our products. So Erica, why don't you tell everyone about the amazing websites that you do? Sure. So marketing solutions websites are templated websites. We actually just relaunched our products a little bit to have different levels. So you can choose from a templated website. And then if you want more customizations, we have um, higher levels where you can get more customizations. And then we take care of your monthly maintenance, support, updates, and whatnot with uh, more products and plugins, premium plugins added as uh, we grow. So you can check that out. It's so incredible. And that's also another way that we kind of work together because I have two programs, one that you help out with, the Better Marketing Mm -hmm. of Bella, you help post those blogs. But today I wanted to tell people that I also have the Jump Mastermind. And that's where pet sitters are really changing their business lives and their personal lives by getting accountability and goal tracking and really learning from experts that I bring in. Speakers that could pay thousands of dollars to speak on stages or you have to pay hundreds of dollars to go to conferences. They come in and speak with us and we do weekly challenges and everything. So if you're a business that just really needs a good kick in the butt and some accountability, I encourage you to check out the Jump Consulting Mastermind Group. So without further ado, we want to get into this. Erica, break it down for me and explain to me what's really important on Instagram. So everyone's like trying to get these number of followers, right? Mm -hmm. It's 10,000 so we can use that swipe up feature. But what's the difference between that and like relevant followers? Like what really matters when I'm trying to get followers? Right. I mean, I would love to have 10,000 followers so I can use a swipe up, but I'm not going to go and buy followers just to get the 10,000, which is, it's a waste of money and it definitely hurts your brand on Instagram. So I see, and like, I see some like pet sitters, they're brand new. And next thing you know, they have like 2000 followers. 
but they get like five likes on their photos. If that's you, get rid of your fake followers. It's only hurting you. Is it just like Facebook then? Is that what you're saying? Like, it doesn't matter how many people like our Facebook page. It's really about the algorithm and engagement yeah, yeah. versus how many people yeah. we have. Like, if you have 2,000 people, you should have more than five likes on the photo, right? Right. right. If you have, uh, I mean, you should be getting people engaging with your content too. So it's not just, it doesn't matter who's following you. It's, I'd rather you have 50 people that actually engage with your content and comment and actually see your business and talk to you than 2,000 who don't even know you're there. It's just maybe you swapped a like for a like, which was an old strategy that doesn't really work anymore. Because if you're just swapping likes for likes and you don't really care about the content, yeah, you want people to follow you because they like your content and because they want maybe in the future they could do business with you. So if they are a pet owner that are locally, they might not necessarily buy a service off you right off the bat, but maybe down the road when oh, their work's getting really busy, they need a dog walker. Oh, remember that... Uh, that company on Instagram that followed us and starts and engages with our photos and talks about the photos we post. I'm going to talk yeah. to them. And that's what happens. It's not something that happens right away. It's something that you got to kind of work into. Same thing if you do pet sitting. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going away uh, on spring break. I need a pet sitter. Oh, what about that company that we're connected with on Instagram? So, so it's a subconscious kind of thing. It's right. not like, a, oh, I just saw you post today. I'm going to hire you right. today. And it I doesn't mean, work that way. No, it doesn't. And I mean, maybe if you do have a well-strategized Instagram, then you connect with somebody uh, through some of the strategies we'll get to later. They might look at your Instagram and be like, you know what? I do need a dog walker. I do need a pet sitter or, or something like that. So there is a rare occasion you can get someone right away if your content is good and not just a bunch of pictures of dogs. Like, do you not see some of these pet sitters? They'll post like 50 pictures of dogs in a row, which just is so annoying and you're probably going to piss people off more than anything because people, they want to see the variety. They don't want to see 50 pictures of dogs from the same person. Okay. So you're getting into how do we grow our little ahead audience. A little bit, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, and I want to stay on pace with you because there's so much to unpack in this episode. So how do we actually grow that local audience? Is there a difference between my personal profile and a business profile? Yes. There is. So uh, a couple years or so ago, I guess, once Instagram was purchased by Facebook, they now have a business profile, which if you're not using, you want to go and connect your business profile right away. Because with that, you can have more than one link, essentially, because you can add your phone number, you can add your location, and you can add your website. But you can add a bunch more links to your profile. Right. And then like Bella said, the insights, which is kind of the analytics to help you understand who's engaging with your content and what kind of content is getting the most engagement. So you can go in and see which content is getting the most engagement. And then you know what to focus on to keep your followers engaged. So tell me, because I can hear people thinking this right now, Erica, and they're thinking, but Erica and Bella, if I change to a business profile, Instagram's not going to show me as much. What do you say to that? I've never had any issues with that at all. It's all about the content that you produce. It's nothing to do with whether you're a personal or a business account. Because if you have your personal account and you just post a bunch of random pictures of dogs without a background story behind it or anything interesting, then people aren't going to engage with it, whether it's a personal account or a business account. Yeah, everyone loves pictures of dogs, but people are going to get sick of seeing like just a picture of a dog unless there's a story or something interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
That makes total sense. So earlier you were talking about like following them and engaging with them so that they mm-hmm. kind of, your top of the mind awareness. Wouldn't that be stalking? How do we not be stalkers? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of is, but you're basically finding people. And I mean, both of my companies, ProPet and Marketing, were both started from this strategy. So yeah. it's kind of stalking, but it's non-creepily stalking, I guess, in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to find people that might be interested in your service. So there's tons and tons of ways on Instagram that you can do that, but they all take time. That's Uh the one thing about Instagram is in order to, you have to put time into it in order to get anything out of it. But Erica, I'm too busy. I already have so much going on. How much time are we really legitimately talking about per day? Even if you really want, when you're going to the bathroom in the morning, get on Instagram and just start engaging with people. You know, you do, you guys, you know, you're on email and be right when you go to the bathroom and you know it. (laughs) there's so many look for local hashtags i mean the best way to find local people is to use the geotagging so for example in ottawa we have uh, a couple dog parks we have a bruce pit and we have a conroy pit everybody that goes there takes photos of their dogs while they're on dog walks at the dog park perfect audience right there so what you do wow you go to that tag and now you're seeing a list of all the photos that people tag their dogs so these are all potential clients right so all you have to do is you go to them, the ones that aren't private, follow them, like their photos. If they have anything, make some comments. Make sure they don't sound like bots. Make sure they're mm-hmm. genuine comments. We talk about bots later, but Instagram yeah. bots. And just engage with them. And That's incredible. Don't do it once. You guys hear that? Like, find places where your people are already congregating. So a dog park is a really great example. People that actually put their dog in a car or walk their dog down to the dog park are those kind of people that are going to want a pet sitter and dog walker. They're the ones that like spend this amazing time with their pets. So what Eric is saying is find that tag or find that location and touch that location. And you'll see all these people that have used that location. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great place to start following all these people and seeing what kind of things are on their profile and maybe, oh, there's a picture of a dog and you're like, oh, that's so cute. And I'm sorry, you're going to get to this probably. No, but that's okay. There's also a little bit more too. So like small towns, if you just go to the hashtag of small towns, you'll, you can scroll through and just anybody who tags a picture, say in, um, we'll say, use Ottawa for an example, because that's where I live. Okay. Uh-huh. Just look at, have, at people who use the location tag Ottawa. You just scroll through and then when you see a dog, click on the dog, it pops up. And then you might see a bunch of dog photos on their profile. You see they're in Ottawa. Okay. This is the perfect opportunity. Like a couple of their dog photos and follow them. So you can just scroll through the list. You can see the previews and just look for dogs and cats. Like whether it's a specific area or a town, I mean, just take a few, maybe even 10, 15 minutes a day, scroll through. The other thing though, is you don't want to neglect your actual followers because these are the people that you're following that have pets. So they might not have followed you back right away, but you're following them. So if you just keep going, you want to keep going through your um, your own feed and constantly engage with these people. And eventually they might clue in and actually go and check your profile and follow you back. Can I ask you a question? When you were talking about finding people to follow, can you tell me, is it good to ask them questions on those pictures? You know, like, Absolutely. Oh, what's your dog's name or... How long have you been a dog for or something yeah. like that to get the, is that any good way of engagement? Exactly. Like, like Bella was talking about on Facebook. I mean, it's the same thing is if you ask a question and they're more likely to answer. Right. Yeah. And then that starts the conversation. And when you ask questions, it shows you're interested and then it'll, you'll be more likely for them to kind of be like, who is this company? And why do they even care about me? 
right? Yeah. So I found that works all the time. Like when you post a picture or when mm -hmm. you're commenting on someone's picture, never close the conversation. Always leave that loop open mm -hmm. by ending with a question for them to keep replying to. Right. And I mean, a lot of times they might not, if it's in the comments, a lot of people don't read comments. So it's important to do some strategy on the actual image. But if you're reply, if you're, um, instead of just going to someone's profile being, oh, that's so cute. Ask a question. Yeah, exactly. You want them to reply. But the also the that's so cute thing looks like it could be a bot, which is not good. Right. So not like, genuine. Up with, that's so cute. Where did you get that toy? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Cust personalize yeah. it a little bit. Show that you're human. Yeah. I, there's so many bots, like even on one of them, I think they were getting a little bit ahead, but you notice that on my Instagram, we have a pattern. We have a pattern that goes between like a motivational quote or something that will kind of give you a little kick in the butt. And then the other one will be some advice or like something that you can do to improve your marketing. Yeah. Well, we get comments on the ones that are full of text being like, oh, that's so cute. Or like, oh, nice picture. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's a bot. And you know that you can get banned on Instagram for those because that does not follow the terms and services. So you got to be yeah. very careful using so a bots. Bot is, a bot is something where you say, okay, I'm going to put this on automation and everyone on my list or this segment of my list, every time they post something or every second post, I want you to type, oh, that's so cute or nice or smiling face. <laughs> And yeah. when you do that, or if you see that, it often could be a bot. Erica, getting back onto the train of growing the local audience, I know that you have a quick and shameless tip. Do you want to share it with everybody? You have competitors and they uh -huh. probably have a bunch of followers on Instagram. And again, this is definitely something that we have done in the past to grow our audience. Go to your competitor's Instagram and follow their followers. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them might not be using their services. Yeah, you know what? Some of them are going to be loyal customers. But there's mm -hmm. going to be a lot who are just kind of hanging on and following because it's a local company. If you go in and you start engaging with their followers, one, you know that they're in your area. So just go in and keep engaging with them consistently. Every, like, every couple days, every day, go in there and just keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually they will start engaging with you and you will see conversions, but yeah. you will only see conversions if you actually are in there and actively engaging. If you just sit there and just post and ignore it, then don't expect engagement. Don't expect yeah. anybody to email you and ask for service. I'm going to go to some Facebook comments really quick. David Steinberg says, get your clients to engage with the pets you post about. David's really good yeah, on exactly. Instagram. Go ahead and find David's pet services and follow him and see some of the cool stuff he does. He has some good videos too. David Steinberg also says them sharing that content then turns into gold. Mary mm -hmm. says, good morning. I don't have an Instagram page. I don't know where to start with one. So Mary, hopefully this will give you a good conceptual of Instagram. And, you know, I only got into it a year ago and I just very slowly learned and learned and learned. Sarah, who has an incredible Instagram story a lot of times, you guys should follow her too. She's on Pets Go Play. I think it is Sarah. Type in your IG handle here so I can shout it out. She says, how can we share our blog posts on Instagram? Would we have to change the link in the bio every time? So tell us the strategy for those that say, you know what? I got this really amazing content. Mm -hmm. How do you translate and explain that to your Instagram family? So the first thing you need to do is go to Linktree. If you go to the marketing Instagram, you'll see we use Linktree. And essentially uh -huh. what that is, is that you have, it gives you one link that you can put into your profile and then you can list a whole bunch of different URLs. 
So that kind of gives you a little bit further. So then that way you can share your blog. So you don't have to replace your website URL. You can add in new blog post, check it out. Plus you'll also get all of the individual clicks. So you'll know uh, what's driving traffic to your site. So that's uh, link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash. For those of you on Instagram, on mm-hmm. Facebook, I just posted it in the lower third here. And Sarah also just replied back that it's mm-hmm. Pets Go Pet Care on Instagram. So go ahead and check that out. Cherry Creek asks a question on Instagram. Should okay. I care about following many more than are following me? I mean, not really. But like for me on Instagram, I want to connect with people that are going to engage with me. So I would go through your following, your people that are that you're following. If they're not following you back and they're not engaging with you, then I, unless they're really um, interesting to you, I wouldn't bother. I would just unfollow them. There's no point. It's just, it's just it's it's dead, it's dead traffic. No. All right. So you use Google to help find Instagram yeah. followers. Tell us about that. Yeah, so you can also use Google to search companies that could have a potential similar audience to you. I mean, you might not realize they have Instagram or you might not be able to find them on Instagram. So get on Google and search for nearby businesses, nearby parks, and then jump on Instagram and you can look up places that you find on Google. Jump over to Instagram and look them up and see who their followers are. See if they're tagging places, hashtags and all that kind of stuff. That's super awesome. I didn't even think of that. I'm going to go to a question from Cherry on Instagram and then a question from Laura. So first, Cherry says, does using a Bitly link hurt my analytics? Uh, Using the Bitly, does it not show as much because we're using a Bitly URL? That's the way I kind of understood it. Bitly is just a shortened URL. So if you use Bitly, then it's still your URL. But it's just shortened. It not hurt. Yeah. And then, David, go ahead and post what your handle is so that I could tell people. Someone is asking, oh, dps.dog dps.dog and laura wants to know laura is an awesome pet sitter out in tennessee i think i'm almost positive yeah. <laughs> she says what's the difference and we kind of said this at the beginning but i know a lot of people have joined us since the beginning just give us a really quick 30 second breakdown the difference between a personal profile and a business profile erica i mean personal profile is it's meant for personal use you don't have the access to the extra links. So you can't link it to your Facebook. You can't link it to your phone number and, and other call to actions. The biggest, uh-huh. biggest thing is the analytics. You don't get the analytics on the personal account and you get on the business account. And I mean, so if you're not using the business account, it's a waste. If you're going into it blind, you don't know what content's working. You don't know what people are liking that you're posting. Then right. you're just posting blind and it's not going to get you the conversions. Right. And this goes into what Chloe's asking. She says she's had no difference on engagement when she switched to business. That might be so. But when you do stories, you can find out at what point people are actually skipping your stories, how many people are clicking forward versus not clicking forward. Mm -hmm. So you can really use those analytics that Erica was talking about to really understand, okay, people really love it when the camera's not on me. Or people really love it when the camera's like moving and there's something like going uh, really fast, you know? So those analytics that having a business account can provide for you, you can really start understanding a lot more how you're going to get better at it. So I'm going to keep going with hashtags, Erica. I'm going to give you the floor, but it's like, what hashtags should I use? How many hashtags should I use? How do I know what hashtags to use? And what is the difference with these local hashtags versus mm-hmm. these global hashtags? Well, I mean, honestly, global hashtags probably aren't going to get you any uh, new clients. So exactly what you want to do is you want to focus on local hashtags that people actually use. If you focus on a hashtag that you made up that no one uses, then 
I mean, that works if you're running an event and you're asking people to use the hashtag, but using a hashtag like that, you're not going to get any engagement because no one is actually looking at the hashtag. So what you want to do is you want to do research. And again, it takes time. Everything takes time. And you want to go and do some research and see what local hashtags people are actually using. So again, for an example, Bruce Pitt. So when people go to Bruce Pitt, not only do they geotag saying, putting the location, but they also will, might do a hashtag Bruce Pitt. So you want to go and find those local hashtags that dog owners are using. And what yeah. is that one that you're saying? Is that that dog park? That yeah, so that's the dog park. Yeah, Bruce okay, Pitt. It's okay. called Bruce Pitt Dog Park. What you can do is take a look at your customers that you're following and see what hashtags they use. See if they use any local hashtags. Because using like I love dogs or even like using dog boarding, pet sitting. You know what? Those or are good for of Instagram. Right. Like some of those are good for like a company to use like our kennel software because people are using them, but that's not going to actually get you customers. So what you want to do is get out your notepad on your phone and make a couple, maybe like four or five different chunks of 30. I believe it's 30 is the max you can get. A bunch of different 30 ones or chunks with 30 different hashtags and then keep rotating them in and out and see which ones are actually working. See which ones using your analytics. You need a business account for this. See which clump of hashtags seem to be getting you the most engagement. You can see from posts, if people email you from the post, if people call you from the post, you can see if people go to your profile. So you can see which ones are piquing their attention to make them consider actually contacting you. That's awesome. I love that. And that actually is a good time hack, you guys, that I've used for a long time. And it was awesome that Eric uses it as well. And I also had different subjects. So maybe what would be good for pet sitters and dog walkers is one, you have one hardcore focused on dog walking stuff. Maybe you have another one focused on people that travel, you know, this is where it goes back to who is your avatar? What are they thinking, feeling and spending their time around? So you could have one focused on cats. You could have one focused on cats and dogs and pet sitting. You can have one focused on dog walking. So I want you guys to like really create these clumps because that's going to save your time when you're like, oh my God, what hashtag do I put? Yeah. You can follow hashtags too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe your town has a hashtag and you can actually follow it and then see who else follows those hashtags. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. You can look into that. And now on hashtags, so they've changed the algorithm a little bit. So now it shows top posts. It shows a lot more than just the six top posts and it shows the new posts. So you can take a look at that and play around with it. Ashley asks, how important is it to create your very own hashtag? Why do people do that? And is it good for small local businesses? As long as you use it and advertise it, it's good. If you create your own hashtag and you don't tell anybody about it, no one's going to actually look at it, then it doesn't really yeah. matter. But if you create a hashtag and you tell your, or you encourage other people to use it, maybe you want to encourage your customers to use your hashtag and then you encourage people to follow the hashtag and, and that kind of stuff. So it depends on the strategy behind it. And yeah. how you I would hashtag. almost say that that's like level two or level three. Mm-hmm. Like once you actually have a good engagement and community and have a good handle on it, mm-hmm. then that's kind of the stuff that you can do. You could be taking pictures at a booth at an event and saying, mm-hmm. we're going to post this on our Instagram, follow yeah. hashtag, da 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 right? I mean, even at the next level, you can even create a hashtag for each of your clients and tell them to go follow that uh-huh. hashtag so they don't have to see all the photos you post. Maybe they only want to follow the hashtag for their own dog or see their own dog's photos. So it is another strategy that you can use is to create a hashtag for each client to say, okay, go to this hashtag and you'll see all the pictures of your dogs. Cats. Right. 
All right. So Erica, this is all great. I mean, so we've got the hashtags. We understand how to find them. We understand how to get involved. We did drop a couple of 2.0 and 3.0 tips. So I don't want you guys to get like stressed out by it. You know, Mm -hmm. start off just by building a good foundation. This is like 101. Okay. But Erica, this is all fine and dandy, but Mm -hmm. how do I convert this to actual customers? So the big thing is you need a strategy. Just posting random stuff is most likely not going to actually get you anywhere. So one of the things that I recommend is creating kind of like a pattern so your followers can kind of expect what's coming. So for example, maybe you want to post an engaging or interesting photo of your dog. And then every second one might be a tip for a pet parent because they all care about their pets. So they're interested in tips. So maybe they will follow you for those tips. And then eventually, because you're giving them such great information, then they're going to trust you. And then they're going to go to you for services. The biggest thing is to post relevant content. If you post just photos of dogs, they're going to get bored and they're not going to get... not going to be interesting. Sure. That we talked about last session, which was Mm -hmm. growing your Facebook page. You can use a lot of those ideas on Instagram. For example, and maybe we could do a short brainstorming session. If you're on Instagram watching us now live or on Facebook, give us some ideas of either what's worked for you or ideas that you can actually do today when we're done with this training. So one that I think it's awesome. If I had a business right now, I would be doing this once a month. And that's the whole, how long is it going to take this dog to poop? (laughs) Because it just, it's so like, oh my God, she just said that. But it's exactly what a lot of our jobs are, is waiting for a dog to poop. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you could do that and, and put that in an Instagram story. You could repurpose it into just a video on your Instagram itself. Erica, what kind of ideas do you have? And what do you think about video versus picture on your Instagram? Well, I mean, video is great. If it's engaging and interesting, then I would definitely throw video in there. Yeah. People do engage more. Photos are great, but just don't post the same old boring photos. You want to post engaging photos. And then the more people that engage with your post, the more likely it'll be uh, sent to other viewers that Facebook or Instagram algorithm thinks are interesting. So that's great. One thing you don't want to sell on Instagram, Instagram is for engagement. It's not for selling. So please don't, unless it's like a special promotion, Please don't post your rates every second day or in that kind of stuff on Instagram because no one's going to want to follow you if that's all you're posting is if you're trying to just sell to people. And on Instagram, you're trying to build relationships and you're trying to build trust. Don't just post your rates and buy this, buy this, sign up. Unless again, it's a special promotion. And the other thing is you don't want to overpost on Instagram. If you post a lot of photos, you don't need to post them all individually. You can post them into a group. But like I said earlier, if you think of it when you're on Instagram and you, you just want to see updates, maybe post a couple times a day. But when I'm trying to scroll and all I see is 15 photos of dogs from the same business and they're pretty much similar, they're not like exciting. I want to unfollow them, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that. So what you're saying is switching it up, right? And being interesting and not always posting that picture of that dog or cat face, because quite frankly, if they're not my dog or cat, mm-hmm. I don't care. So It's not bad to be posting that, but not all the Mm -hmm. time. So some of the ways that some Instagram is, and Instagram is totally beating us on engagement right now. Facebook is very quiet. Even though we've got less Instagram followers right now and more people watching Mm -hmm. on Facebook, Instagram's kicking Facebook's butt. So Facebook, we want to hear some of your suggestions. Pets it master. And I think there might be a typo in here, but I get the gist of what they're saying. They said that they posted a picture (laughs) of yellow toe and it got Mm -hmm. a lot of likes. Mm -hmm. That is 
that is darling. Yeah. And uh, Terry says, what about reviews? Like, can you post reviews as some of those texts? And personally, I love that yeah. idea, like five stars and then like a little part of the quote or something. What do you yeah, think, Erica? I would. Uh, just not a lot, like every once in a while. Work it into your strategy. So if you do have the Instagram strategy where you go between like a photo and some kind of text, then yeah, throw in a review there, throw in a quote, throw in the benefits of dog walking, the benefits like, and when I say don't sell, I just mean don't like boldly sell, but you can put in like the emotional stuff, right? Like yeah. why your dog needs dog walking and exercise and that kind of stuff. You're going to kind yeah. of pull up the uh, heartstrings of your of the dog owners that you're trying to get to follow you. You're jogging my memory because we recently had this like amazing expert come into our mastermind. She was talking about quantum benefits and breaking down like our services. And one of the things that we talked about in there was a pet sitter said that she had a backup plan. And it was, it was basically, I mean, a lot of us have it, but none Mm -hmm. of us talk about it. And that's like, you know, if your pet sitter that you like is on vacation, we have another one or if you extend your vacation and for some reason that one pet sitter can't do it, we have pets that are backup or if something happens to that. Right. So as you're saying that I'm hearing, it would be a really cool place to post those quantum mm-hmm. benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it makes you unique and it emotionally appeals to people to be like, mm-hmm. huh, I didn't think of that. And yeah. I don't think I could get that with my other pet sitter, you right. know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything that's emotional that we, like we talked about on the last training session, it's interesting. So Erica, to recap real quick, because we are getting long in this, I hear to get people to actually contact on Instagram, you should publish relevant, interesting content. Mm -hmm. Don't sell, don't overpost, engage with local owners and be a good human and genuine. Avoid unthoughtful comments that might be mistaken for a bot you were saying earlier. Yeah, and I've seen people do that where like they found like a a dog on the side of the road. Someone's like, oh, that's cute. Or like someone's dog passed away and they're like, oh, that's awesome. Like you don't realize that that bot is actually sending that because you're just saying, put that on anybody who posts to this hashtag. It's happened before and that really damages your brand. So any engagement, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can use scheduling for your post, but all engagement should be done manually because you don't want something like that is so damaging. It's not worth the time savings for a bot if your brand gets that damaged. Yeah. And I think that the important thing to remember is that this day and age, when we do have so much going on, there are so many options. It's really important once a month to sit down and actually think about your strategy for the month. Mm -hmm. Because if you leave it to the five minutes in the morning on a bathroom toilet, (laughs) you're not going to really have a global view. You're going to feel stressed and like, oh my gosh, I should post something because I have it and I feel guilty. And that is not a strategy, you guys. I love what Space Post Pet Services yeah, just that's said. that's a good question. They said that they posted a picture of a satellite launch and the dogs and I watched mm-hmm. from the house. There was no dogs in the photo, just the launch. They got mm-hmm. a lot of engagement. Also that they got a lot of engagement from a beach sunrise post with no animals. So just switching it up to, mm-hmm. like you were saying, being yeah. a good, genuine human is good. But yeah. then they did ask, is it better to put hashtags in the actual post versus the comments? And that's something I wanted to ask you too. Yeah. So thanks for asking. Yeah, that's a good question. So you want to put it in the comments, mostly just because you want to keep it clean in the actual description of your post. Uh-huh. So if you keep the comments separate, it's going to show up the same in the hashtags feed. But keep the description of the post strictly just about the post. And then to keep everything clean, put your uh, hashtag in the comments. Sarah also agreed with what Space Coast Pet Services said. She said many of her pictures don't have pets in them at all. And I think that's great because it shows that you're human, you know, and you're multifaceted, not just single thing. One more thing from Space Coast. 
be careful when you automatically post from Instagram to Facebook, because there's a lot of times where the content doesn't actually work on both platforms. And sometimes they need to be resized. So a lot of times when I post, I'll actually take the same content, but you want to maybe switch up the way that it's posted to put on Facebook. You might, maybe you want to put less words or, or share it a little bit differently because they are different platforms and they do have different standards. You just want to make sure you don't auto post everything to all platforms because they don't always fit. Yeah. Not to mention that if you're a client, potential client checking you out, maybe you're on your website and it shows me, Hey, go to my Facebook and go to my Instagram. And your Facebook is just a regurgitation mm-hmm. of your Instagram. Like right. it looks like you don't have the time to update your Facebook. And you just invited me to a party that's yeah. stale. Right. No, don't do that. You can use the same content. You just have to repurpose it. Right. Which isn't exactly. that difficult at all. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I mean, if you take a look, most of the time, all my different social media channels are different. You want people to follow all your channels, but if you're posting the same thing on all of them, then why would I follow your Facebook and your Instagram if you're posting the same content? Yeah. Instagram, I I love, love, and this is something that I think we've talked about in other shows. And I just, before we wrap up the show, because I think we're towards the end of the notes here that I really want to just, oh no, I'm so sorry. This is our next section. Instagram stories. Oh my gosh. Forgive me. Lay it all out for me on Instagram stories. So, I mean, that's something that I need to do a lot more. Something that I need to start focusing more on. Um, But it's a really great opportunity for you to really get to the down and dirty of your business. So like Bella was saying, this is when you can do the thing. Go on live and ask, how long is it going to take for this dog to poop and get people to kind of start engaging? But it's a really good way to get people to see you as a person and see your business and see kind of how you do your day-to-day. Bella, if anybody follows Bella on Instagram... If you don't, you should, but you'll see her whole life. You'll see her, her daughter and and everything, but you kind of really get to know her and you get to see why she's such a good business coach, just because you can see how much she cares and and it shows a lot. Thank you. And I think this goes into what we were saying earlier about, you know, why it's okay to show the rocket launch and the sunset, because we're not just a pet sitter and people need to know, like, and trust us in order to buy from us. Right. So the more part of your life that you can see, and of course, I mean, I'm not posting every meal that I eat or something, but if I'm working on something or I have something interesting coming up, I do on, on Saturday, Sundays, if you follow me, most of it's mom mode and you'll see me no fake eyelashes on no makeup, hair on top of my head (laughs) and like probably some food on me or Mm -hmm. Olivia, like yelling at me in the background Mm -hmm. because you know what guys, like the reason why I do that is because I want to open up my part of my life too, because I'm asking people to like follow me and join things and believe in this vision that I have. And how can you believe in someone's vision if you don't know them? So it's something that everyone listening and watching right now can do because people do want to know you. And we live in a very voyeuristic world. You've got to admit that. And you've got to push past the fear that because there's so many different ways of accomplishing this without being like the Bella show or something like that. There's so many ways that you can show your life and the back office. Hey guys, I just got off the phone with this person and I just feel so bad for them that their mom just died and she lives across the country. Mm -hmm. And I was able to mobilize my team and take care of that part of it for her so that Mm -hmm. she could go and be with her family and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. You know, those are little stories that happen inside every single one of our businesses every day that you can use Instagram stories for. And I'll be quiet in a second. Then you can take those stories Mm -hmm. or those blips and repurpose them, Absolutely. which is really where the strategy and the longevity of it comes in handy because it's right. so personalized. It's not overly produced. It's believable mm-hmm. and you can really, really use it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You have to remember that you're taking care of these people's precious dogs and cats. So you need to show them that you're trustworthy and that they can trust you, that you care. You're not just doing it for money. You actually care. Yeah. So you can kind of use that to show your true character. And then the more you do that, and then the more you engage with people. So that's the other thing is there's still a strategy. So when you post a video, you want to engage with the people because then they're going to go to your profile and maybe they'll watch it, but they might not actually see it unless you kind of give them a reason to. So when you do post something, that's when you want to do the engagement is right after you do a new post, especially if it's an emotional post or an emotional story. Start engaging with them. You don't have to tell them to come look at it. But if you actually just go to their profile and you like a few of their photos and you make a comment and you follow them, then they're they're likely to go to your profile. And then that when you have a new piece of content, then they'll see that content. And that's where the conversions happen. You know what's beautiful about this, Erica, is the more and more we talk about this, the more I hear just be human. I mean, if you and I were in the same city and maybe I liked hockey too, right? I would go look for hockey clubs and hang out with the hockey club people. Well, on Instagram, I'm going to look for a hashtag hockey, maybe, and go hang out with people that way. And then when I get to this club, Erica, I'm not going to just talk (laughs) and not not talk back to you. Mm -hmm. They're not saying anything back to you, right? right? I'm going to engage with you. I'm going to, I want to be likable. So I want to encourage everyone that this isn't as like hard as it, it might sound. It really comes down to what would you do if you were a human in front of another human? That's really, truly what it comes down to. I don't want you to get it twisted or get overwhelmed. That's really what it comes down to. It's not hard at all. It just takes time and people just don't set the time aside. I use Over on my phone. It's an app, Over. You can just quickly make really wicked posts from there and you don't need Photoshop anymore. And like just using that and actually just taking the time out of your day. Like I said, it can be, you can be doing anything. Maybe you're just watching TV and Maybe it's before you go to bed at night. Just go on there, do a little bit of engagement, check out some local hashtags, some local places, and just kind of catch up with people. Yeah, and you can totally be doing all that engagement while you're on the toilet. Yeah, yeah we absolutely. Said it, we all know you're doing it. And that's when you have time, you have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun today. You guys are not going to want to miss the next show. I am going to be blasting it out about Facebook groups and how just doing a Facebook group in your community, maybe Instagram isn't your thing. And maybe you really do just want to stay on Facebook. You can be doing some incredible Facebook groups to really boost your business. And I'm going to actually give you case studies of a couple of pet sitters that I've been working with or watching the past six months and how they've been able to generate an extra $5,000 in their business a month. just by using Facebook groups and my own experiences with them as well. So you're not going to want to miss it. Erica, thank you so much for all that knowledge. That was incredible. You guys, if you liked it, go ahead and give us a thumbs up or like a one, whatever's easiest for you to type in there. Go ahead and follow Erica at Marketing Blog on Instagram or Facebook, right? Facebook, yep. And then you can also follow Jump Consulting on Facebook or Instagram. Again, this has been sponsored by Erica's amazing websites for pet sitters. Erica, (laughs) how can people go find out more about that? And you can find out more about that by going to marketing.co.co. And it's also sponsored by Bella's Jump Mastermind. If you are a pet sitter and you are struggling, you need encouragement, you need someone to hold you accountable, you guys need to check this out. So you should just hear the stories that come out of this and they're not from Bella. They're from vet sitters. So if you do yeah. need any accountability, you need some coaching, check out the jump mastermind. Awesome. Thanks Erica. I appreciate that. You guys will see you here next time. There's been another episode of jump into marketing. Thank you so much for joining us and spending time with us. Bye Bye-bye. guys. Thanks. Thanks. 
Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.